happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. Life happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. All right, uh, we are now joined by Isibaya actor Umuzi Mtabela, and he's going to talk to us about, you know, the work that he's doing in building relationships, marriages in particular. Muzi, the question that I wanted to ask you firstly was just how you understand the phenomenon and for you to tell us your story. But then I noticed, you know, from the corner of my eye that someone is not wearing a ring. Can we start there? Uh, can I start by saying hello to everybody? How are you? Some time ago. Okay. No, but that's not an excuse. So you lost the ring at the gym? Yeah, because I had to take it off. Uh, uh-huh. Because when you are holding those irons, okay. uh, it, gets, it gets messed up. So I put it in my pocket and I, as I was doing my bench presses, it mm. fell and I only realized later. How long ago I, was that? Uh, just a few years ago. A few. Oh months. my <laughs> Do you know, can we, can we, please, like married men in South Africa, Nea's confuse. Ask You are confusing us. Please. <laughs> please, do the right thing so we can know. The Bible says we must watch and pray. Amen. Yeah? So while we are watching, we need to see evidence of whether or not we must be praying in that direction or not. Ish. So when there's no ring... Do you know what I mean? Praying for the wrong prayer We're items. We're praying for the wrong prayer items. You lead us on a wild goose chase just to disappoint us in the end. That thing must fall. Okay, back to serious matters now. That's also yeah. serious, by the way. But tell me a little bit about your story, how you made it to the public eye and some of those things that have come forward that have led you down this path of saying, you know what, there's a particular stand that I need to take to protect relationships and marriage. Um, my background is, uh, is that I was working behind the scenes as an editor for, for quite some while. Uh, I worked uh, on Isola 7, um, I worked on um, Isibaya as an mm-hmm. editor as well, and then that's where I started working as an actor. But I started uh, with smaller roles uh, on shows like Izone 14, which I also edited. Mm. Um, but um, when I got um, on the uh, uh, public eye, uh, that's when things slightly had to change, uh, also in terms of my perception of my relationship with, yeah. uh, with my wife, because as an editor, nobody really knew me, so mm. uh, I didn't have to set much boundaries. But uh, the more you get exposed to a new world uh, of being in the public eye, you you make some mistakes at, uh, um, um, at first, and then you learn how to handle uh, the mm. whole fame thing. Because if fame now is a beast on its own, that you have to know how to handle it. Otherwise, you can mess up a lot of things because of fame. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's why we see many a times relationships where one or both parties are in the public eye mm. um, struggle to succeed because of those external pressures. Yeah. Speak to me a little bit about some of the challenges that you face and how you manage to deal with them. I, I think like you uh, you were doing the introduction is that uh, sometimes you are with your partner, with your family and mm. your kids, you are at a restaurant and it's just your me time and your family, yeah. you know, and somebody just comes and asks for a selfie. Um, sometimes you are, jury, you, are, you are deep in the conversation and mm. then you can't really disappoint people. I'm one of those people who can't say no mm-hmm. when, when people come because some of the people who really come, they really want to show appreciation. They want to yes. show your for love. For your work and, and how much, for, yeah, you're right. You know, mm-hmm. so you can't really, and, and they will not see you again. They are seeing you for the first time. Sometimes it's like, oh, wow, they so-and-so. 
you know, you don't even think about the environment. Um, but some of the challenges are that uh, you 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 meet people in awkward positions, uh, in awkward situations, but you can't let them down. At mm-hmm. the same time, you have to remember that you are here with your family. You have to give them the prime of your time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then now, it must have been very difficult at first. What kind of conversations did you have with your partner to say, my role has changed? And I suppose these are conversations that anyone can have with their significant other when they get a promotion, for example. You know, maybe you were just a senior manager at some stage and now all of a sudden you are the CEO, you know, and uh, there are more eyes on you and perhaps uh, the ladies or the gents, because this can can work both ways, you know, are are more inclined to show you a little bit more attention because, you know, we're we're drawn to power or maybe you were just a, a counselor at some stage and now you're the mayor or whatever the case may be. But with every elevation or with a particular position, there is more to attract those who maybe necessarily would not have looked in your direction. So what sort of conversations do you need to have with your partner to sort of sensitize them to this, number one, and to help them through it? At first, we didn't really have a conversation about it. Yeah. We sort of rolled with the punches. Um, uh, it, it was a new um, territory for both of us. So we didn't really know what to do about it. But as things happen, then you have to have a conversation. You know, um, I think I'm blessed in the sense that uh, I find my wife to be very understanding and accommodating of my new situation of, mm-hmm. uh, of being in the public eye. Um, I know that there are to some of my peers yeah. um, um, partners are not really understanding you know uh, sometimes they are the ones to say hey Anissi again we are, we are here on mm. you know as a family but uh, she gives me that space and um, we talked about it she says you know what this is your reality it's your journey I cannot interfere with it so for me that was very mature of her mm. to be able to accept my new situation and, and, and sort of roll with the punches. Um, but sometimes, but one of the things that do happen now, it depends on the event that we are invited, uh, invited to. Mm-hmm. If it's a controlled environment, like uh, maybe it's, uh, say, awards, she's happy to come with me because it's a, it, it's a controlled environment. Yeah. But if we are in a stadium and then you're going to be taking selfies with like 200 people, Yep. And some people give her the phone and say, this is going to shoot. Wow. <laughs> and she becomes you know? a de facto photographer. Yeah. At first, you know, when it was a new thing, it was like, oh, okay, no problem. But when it becomes expected, yeah. uh, then it sort of becomes like, you know, any kind of a thing, mm. which um, you cannot go to each and every person and say, hey, so you sort of learn to roll with the punches, take those selfies and then move. Mm. But it's it's very important to also talk about any other aspect of uh, any change because communication is key. I think one of the reasons um, things uh, crumble in relationships is is, uh, is a lack of communication. Yeah. When um, when things change or when things happen, you expect the other person to understand without mm. communicating mm-hmm. how you're feeling about the situation. So now I understand my because she said, but you know what, I can no longer handle this, yeah. but I cannot stop you. So she just takes mm. the keys and sometimes if she can't get to the car, she just waits for me in some corner somewhere and then then, you know. Yeah. But the important thing is talk about it. Um, let me know how you feel and I'll let you know what I feel. Listen, I, I can't just shun people mm. um, and shut them out. Uh, it, it's... 
it's it's unkind mm-hmm. uh, you know to when someone is really excited you see it in their eyes like oh my god can yeah. i take a picture with yes, you and they're yes, like yes. no yeah. no you can't do that <laughs> you can't do that but i also think those conversations that you have with your partner yeah. will make sure that this newfound reality that you're in can actually bring you closer and not tear you apart because yes. if you don't have those conversations and she's got the you know uh, her perception and her reality which may or not may or not uh, may or may not uh, yeah. um, uh, you know be the same as yours if you continue to sit on those polar opposites it just drives this wedge between you so conversation yeah. you know and communication especially about how do you feel is important I feel we don't ask each other those questions you know we often say how are you yeah. you know and that's different to how are you feeling yes, you yes. know um, so you, you're fine yes but how are you feeling i'm fine but i'm feeling neglected yeah you know i'm fine but i'm feeling unloved yeah or whatever the case may be so i find those are very important we're going to take a break and when we come back i just want to know from you some of those life lessons that you've learned thus far you still have a long journey ahead of you but i know that you've come a long way as well so maybe two or three things that this newfound reality of yours um has has, has revealed to you about life yeah it is 23 minutes after two this conversation continues after this Get wowed. Words of wisdom on SAFM. All right, we continue our conversation with Umuz. Muzunjo, what's your character now? Uduma on Isibaya. Uduma on Isibaya. Yeah. Okay, so now we're speaking to Muzi, not Duma. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so just tell me a little bit about, you know, what you've learned thus far with the different changes and the shifts that you've gone through in life. You mentioned that you were behind the scenes for a long time. You are then thrust into the public eye. And I believe in something that I, I like to call the shock of success, right? It, yeah. it sort of jolts you and you don't really expect it sometimes. And then it teaches you a lot about yourself. It teaches you a lot about others. It teaches you a lot about life. So some of those lessons that you've learned, share with us, please. I think one of the things I would say I've learned um, when I became an actor is that one has to be extra careful with whatsoever comes out of his mouth. Um, as the Bible says, which out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So you learn, which he, you know what, now um, whether you like it or not, you become influential to a certain degree to some people. Um, I choose to work a lot with young people. So what about Abantabasha, they learn from observing us doing things mm. and they pattern that after us. So I've learned to Guti, no matter something may be, uh, uh, I may feel strongly about something, but if it is inappropriate, I cannot just put it out there anyhow mm. because it's going to influence someone's life. It's going to influence someone's thinking. Uh, so there is that responsibility that all of a sudden I was thrust in that uh, reality. What I say may influence somebody positively or negatively. Mm-hmm. So then you become more careful of what comes out of your mouth. Sometimes we hold on to things because they, are, they seem dear to us or ideas, but they are unrealistic. So you have to check every belief you have, check your opinions about things, check your opinions about people. Mm-hmm. You may have heard something about Ayanda. Uh, from someone but you can't just go uh, 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 and make a video and post it and say yeah i under this because Mm -hmm. somehow your voice carries some kind of authority because it is you but if it was somebody else the same video would be like oh okay there's an idiot who just said this but if you say that it's like did you hear what he said then there has to be some truth to it because Mm. he said it so you have to be you have to learn to be extra careful you have to read more you have to know more what's happening in the world 
um, otherwise you will you'll be called uh, caught off guard saying something absolutely idiotic and you'll be like I didn't really think deeply about this yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you have to be knowledgeable about what's happening in the world yeah um, interestingly I was in a taxi long ago and I, I had this taxi driver say something which I found was very profound at the time he said do you have to know something about everything and there has to be this one subject where you know everything about hmm. so for me I, I, I took that lesson because he, he was basically saying know something about everything yeah so for me when i uh, uh, when my reality changed i had to sort of try and um and and try and know people try and know their situations try and be sensitive to people um like i said you say something um you it's just a tweet for you or it's just a retweet and people are like why did you retweet that mm. you know so I, I i had to learn it had to be a a shock for me to learn that my voice is no longer just my voice, yes. but it represents many other voices. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, there's a saying that says, "With great power comes great responsibility." Responsibility, right? Yes, right. Yes. And so, how are you exercising very quickly as we close these values that you hold dear, these lessons that you've learned, and your your outlook now on life? You mentioned, you know, how you love working with young people. How are you working to instill some of those values and beliefs, and and you know, just maybe spread them as far and wide as you possibly can? I know you do a lot of work at church because we go to the same church <laughs> yes. uh, how else are you expressing this uh, desire of yours to make sure that you bring healing in relationships and in individuals i think at first uh, like you indicated earlier on before you can heal you have to be healed mm. um, we know that hurt people hurt people yeah but healed people also heal other people you can you can never find uh, healed people hurting people mm. unless it is by co- uh, uh, um, uh, iputa. Mm, and they are quick to ask for forgiveness in that. They sense. are very quick yeah. to ask for yeah. forgiveness, but when you are hurt, you will hurt other people. Yeah. So for me, I had to start by learning to heal myself, learning to forgive my my past mistakes, which are many. <laughs> mm, hey, listen, <laughs> we're on the same boat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some one of the projects that I've uh, recently started, um, I've started a book club with young people. Yeah, um, we did an outreach uh, two years ago at uh, Orange Farm, mm. and in my heart there was something that says I have to start my book club here because I had already had the idea of starting a book club. Mm-hmm. So I started a book club with young people, and the vision of my club, Seraphim Book Club, you can mm-hmm. check us out on Instagram, Singers Maget. No, you have to. <laughs> Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's a Seraphim Book Club. Um, I welcome books from anyone that is willing to sponsor mm-hmm. us with books. So the vision of my book club is that I want to work with uh, young people who do not even love books, who do not want to read, but I want to train them to love books, number one. Number two, to help them to dream beyond their current reality. Mm. And number three, to help them start their personal libraries. David Oyedepo from Nigeria has got over 50,000 books wow. in his personal uh, 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 um, library. Uh, library. Yeah. And he has a thinking room in his house. So for me, those were things that really inspired me to say, you know what, I love books. I started reading books when I was 19. Um, uh, when my father was reading a book called Think Like a Winner. I started reading that book and I, st- I fell in love with books. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, uh, over the years, I've accumulated uh, in my personal library, I've got about 700 books. So I wanted to share that my love for books with young people. Oh. And it's amazing when we talk on, on our WhatsApp group, 
when they say what they've learned from books. I, I've given them three books so far. I've got uh, 16 young people in my in my book club, but I want to duplicate. I guess it's the anointing of of opening branches yeah. <laughs> from oh, yeah. from a son to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I want to have more branches where I will help mm. more young people, where I can have more groups of young people that we will give books to uh, with an intention of helping young people to love books, to be knowledgeable, because we cannot have uh, uh, ignorant young people leading our country in the future. Mm. Look, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. As always, time is the enemy. It ne? feels so short. Because it feels so, <laughs> so short. But Muzi, thank you very much for availing yourself. And I think your your conduct and the way that you carry yourself will be the greatest book that you ever give to these kids because they look at you and the way that you invest yourself, you know, and the way that you sacrifice your time and, and share with them. And that will be a testimony that speaks much louder than any book that they read so thank you very much and thank keep you it up alright and that's how we wrap up our words of wisdom for this Wednesday when we come back the show continues we turn our attention to our Wednesday review and we're taking a look at a movie up next